Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Monday, July 24, 2023 edition of Memo by Gaia Legal. My name is Jackie, and we are in Leo season, one degree, the sun is in one degree um, of the sign of Leo, and Leo is the sign of the lion, it's the sign of the sun, it's the sign of kings, of victory, success, but also in service to others. So for Leo season, I actually want to just take today to kind of transition into the season and to um, lay out a few ideas that I'm thinking of. I feel like when we got towards the end of cancer season, it was like too much in the dark. You're like ready for the light. It reminds me of the time around the winter solstice where, you know, the sun is at its lowest, the light is at its lowest, and you're just like ready for the new year. You're ready for Capricorn season. You're just ready to have moved through the celebrations, take the breath, and then move forward into the work. My son is placed in Capricorn. And of course, like I love, I love all things Capricorn. So um, Leo season, since we're talking more about this type of energy, the energy of action, the sun, I had to take Friday off um, because, and it was not planned because I was sick. My son was sick. And then there was just, it was just a lot going on. And I just didn't, I didn't have the capacity to make a video on Friday, so I didn't. And it was a good day of reflection for me because I was thinking, okay, like what is my end game here? I have a lot of projects, a lot of different things that are in the mix. And I'm not intending, and never did I intend this podcast to go on forever. It's kind of like something that I needed to get. I had like a lot of built up energy that I needed to get out. And I was like, let me just make these every single day and then see where it goes and kind of see where that leads me. Because sometimes for me, at least like you can journal, but I tend to be like a very mental internal person anyway. And sometimes I just need to like speak out loud, the ideas, all the things to hear myself out here, speaking it so that I can then organize internally. And I was like, well, I might as well just record this and post it in the event that people find it helpful, useful, interesting whatever. So for Leo season, um, I was talking about like regenerative business, um, church of the wild, better business, so on and so forth. And I just like, also, I think moving forward, I don't know if posting every single day is necessarily a sustainable thing for me. This is broken. There you go. That's also not sustainable. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is sustainable fabric, but this is not sustainable. Um, yeah, I just don't, it's not like long-term what I necessarily want to do. I want to get into a place where I'm only making a post, like when, I hate to say like when I feel like it, like that's really when, what I would ideally want to do. But I also understand that like podcasts are quote successful or meaningful or people like following them if they're on a regular basis. So I struggle with that. That's just me and my thinking. And um, I think it's helpful, like once you have a lot of content to just pre-record and then have it scheduled out, but then it's like, it becomes less, I don't know, authentic in my opinion. And this is just my opinion, right? Like everybody's different, but you don't like, connect with the podcast, at least the ones I follow. I follow people who like post every single day or post in a regular interval um, and that are live because, and this is not live, but this is basically me speaking, recording, and then downloading and posting it right away. Um, 
but I, I appreciate people who come on live or who like have a more like live feel because I don't know, it just feels like more authentic. Um, at least for me, again, everybody's different. Some people like more scripted, some people like more produced. I personally prefer like the people I've always followed. For example, I used to follow this guy on YouTube a lot. He would post three 10 minutes videos a day. And he makes, I think on YouTube, he's a very like esoteric topic, like not many, it's not very, um, what am I going to say? It's not a very, um, the topic's not for the masses. Let's just say that. It's a very niche topic, but he has a substantial following and he would post three 10 minute videos per day, um, kind of like what I do. He record, then post it because he would tell his audience that that's what he would do. But he would just speak into the camera just like this. And I always felt like that's why I watched him because it was just like, oh, here he is. And he's the guy. So anyway, um, I say all this to say, but I do also understand that like for myself, I wouldn't listen to a podcast that only published one. It's, it's too hard to follow, right? Like it's just too hard. I would listen to a podcast once a week if it was like more like a TV show, like well-produced. And, but this is not well produced. It's just literally me just speaking to a microphone and speaking into my webcam. So I don't know. Um, and the point of this is to have like, it's called memo because it's like my daily thoughts, but some days it's like, I just need a break. Like Friday, I really, really just needed a break like mentally. And yeah, so it's like, I don't know. I guess you just pick conclude and you just pick yourself back up and, and go again. Um, so now I just like thought myself out of like the original plan. Originally I was going to say, oh, like I'm just going to post four days a week, but that's like really hard to keep track of. Like why four days, like having Fridays off. Um, yeah, I just, I guess sometimes I just need a, a break and, and I don't know when I need a, need a break other than like when I wake up that morning, it's like, no, I like really need a break from this right now. So anyway, that's, that's kind of where we're at. So I think I say all that to say, if like there's, I know that there's people who have told me specifically that um, if you like miss a day or you get out of regular schedule, um, that it's just, yeah, you like wonder what happened. And I know because I'm like that with podcasts too. So I think I'm just saying this as a disclaimer that if there's like a day I miss that goes unannounced, just generally speaking, it's just because I needed the day mentally. And during the next episode update, I will say the reason for my, it's like, it's like teaching, right? When I was a high school teacher, like some days you just need a mental health day. So you, you call them PTO at 6am in the morning and you're like, I just can't go today. And then in, later on in my teaching years, I tried to plan them ahead of time. So I didn't like this. It's so when you're a public school teacher to cancel at the last minute, it's actually a lot of work. Sometimes you're like, I'd rather just go to school than like teach someone else how to like run the classroom for a day because it's going to be a hot mess when I come back. Um, so I would plan my PTO days in advance. So I think that's the solution, Jackie, as I'm talking to myself. That's the solution is to plan just mental health days for myself from the podcast. So I'm not going like Monday to Friday, Monday to Friday um, constantly. So there we go. I just, this is why I talk out loud because it helps me clarify my thoughts. And sometimes it's just too much in here um, to, to process. So there you go. What did you learn today on today's podcast? <laughs> Makes decisions and what goes on in her mind um, when she doesn't know what she's feeling necessarily. Okay. So anyway, Leo sees in the sun. 
Um, Leo, a Leo one is the two, three, four, five, five of wands. Um, let's see if I have uh, the image here. As you can see, this is very um, impromptu right now. Let me find the, the image. See how Jackie helped because you know now I'm thinking like I don't want to like cut this out because oh here five six and just pull with the five six and seven while I'm here. Um, I just I don't want to edit this and cut it out. Usually I don't edit these videos other than to balance the sound. Generally speaking, and the sound balances like does it do much of anything? Probably not. It sounds like incrementally better, so it's worth it's worth a while. Um. But I do realize this is very unproduced. And for those of you who watch it, I mean, obviously you know that and it doesn't, you, we don't care or you do care not enough to stop listening. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling now. So five, six, and seven, these are the images for Leo. Okay, sign of the sun, five, kind of this backwards, five, six, and seven. Um, so you see a lot of conflict, you see victory. I always thought this um, five of wands, since we're in Leo one, you have the five wands here. I always felt like, and um, I try to go off my intuition and what I know. And then I do have some books that I stumble bit here and there to like add to my database, my mind. But I do also think that there's such a thing as like over mental stimulation, like or over too much knowledge. It's kind of like when you get, sometimes you get like PhDs and very like, let's just say you have like a PhD in physics, but you've researched this very specific thing. You've lost the forest for the trees and like, you're just like going around this crazy circle and you're not really finding anything new or your new discoveries is something like really obvious that no one needed to do a research study on. So um, that's, I, that's why I don't like read a lot of tarot books. I read what I feel called to read, but I definitely don't read cover to cover. I just kind of read what I feel like I'm reading and then I feel like, okay, that's enough. And I just stop. So this one, five of wands you have five people in conflict it looks like they're trying to build something but can't but it also looks like they're fighting each other but they're trying to collaborate and i always thought that these five wands was like the pentagram right so like the pentagram is there's a lot of mm, if you're to ask a christian i hate to call it christians but it's just easier right now if they're the poster child you're asking a call uh, ask a christian like what's a pentagram um probably tells you in holy water because they're like oh my god the sign of the devil oh my god heaven forbid we look at our shadow let's only look at our light all the time so here at king of pentacles that's what came out so a pentacle is like this right um and that's why sometimes people who do the images they call it coins because they're like oh they don't want to or pentagram because our coins instead of the pentagram because they don't want to offend or like trigger people but ultimately the shadow is to me, I see as like the two parts, the nervous system, parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. You have a gas and you have a break. A lot of times people in certain organized religions only want to all gas everything and then a hashtag eternal life because heaven forbid I take off my foot off the gas for like five seconds. But we do have breaks. When we look at nature, we understand that we live in cycles, not lines. Uh, well, we live both in lines and cycles, but Sometimes when you see the line, you zoom out, you see the circle. And then when you see the circle, you then see the line. So it's like an alternation back and forth. And um, yeah, so in nature, you have cycles of regeneration, you have decomposition, and then you have a return to the light, just like our sun, our, our cycle of the earth. You know, we have 
longer days, then they turn into shorter days, and there's a cycle that goes over and over and over again. And here, it's funny, not funny, but it's, to me, it's just interesting that you have the first um, card in the sign of the sun, let's just say that this would represent like a very solar religion, like Christianity, right? A solar practice, sun worship, that you see conflict in creating the pentagram because there's too much sun, right? So I've been recently reflecting on the archetype of the planet Jupiter in Leo, um, Jupiter's sign of kings, institutions, you know, expansion. These are just generally speaking. And then in Leo, which is the sign of the sun. And when I think about kind of like the people, places, and things that represent Jupiter and Leo, sometimes I feel like that's a very hard placement and you need some mitigating factors because it's like too much sun, too much light, too much hashtag ego, too much me, 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 too much. Um, I think I'm right. I'm not going to look at other other perspectives or I'm going to confirmation bias myself out of listening to another person's perspective. I just think, I don't know. I've, I've seen, I think in the past like six to 12 months, I've just seen like too much Jupiter and Leo coming up. And it's just like, that's the peak and it needs to come down. And I think like when you look at the images, that's kind of what is signaling here. Like we're at our peak. And this sun needs to start coming down a little bit because if it doesn't come down, we're going to burn up. And I think in society, we think about where we are today um, with the status of global warming. We think about the summers that have been happening in Texas recently and um, in the South, right? Correlation is not causation, but when you look at these summers, I mean, even here, I moved back to Pennsylvania. It's just different from, the climate is always changing, always evolving. But there is a, we, we can't, we humans cannot function in 200 degree weather, okay? Like we just can't function. And when the temperature gets too hot, like we need to cool down somehow because we have an optimal temperature. We don't exist across the entire spectrum of temperature, right? We can't live on the sun. So we have to be realistic about what is going on on our planet and make sure that we are taking the necessary precautions to take, to establish limits. And I think this is what the Deccan of Leo one is trying to say, like, we need limits. And you see these people are trying, and this is just my interpretation, are trying to put limits on the sun because it's just too much. And they do this by constructing the pentagram, by constructing darkness when darkness has not yet fully arrived. Like, it's like, hey, like we are we need some more darkness here. We need it to cool down. We need night. Can you imagine if it was day all the time? Like we need the contrast of day and night um, in our lives to, to kind of balance our rhythms and so on and so forth. So during Leo season, I think this relates to kind of what I was saying. Like I need for myself to plan in days of rest because like on Friday, I just woke up and I was like, I can't. I just need to be no contact with everybody today just to myself. And um, so for me, action, Leo, I'm going to schedule in days of rest for myself and um, plan them out accordingly. And um, I think for this season, we are going to talk about institutions, situations where it's too much sun. It's, it's, just, it's just too much. We need to return to um, dark, meaning we need to return to our intuition. That could be an interpretation. We need to um, to to maybe love someone that has hurt us. That can be an interpretation. 
find a way to repair, not necessarily repair, but to, to integrate some of our shadow aspects, um, how to, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to go to the books that I have right here and I'm just going to speak from them because this is what keeps drawing. So like this, this is a book that I have, um, you know, how to, I'm going to say this. Living in Texas is a very solar state, like very masculine, very young. Um, pros, their their government is efficient as hell. Like compared to Pennsylvania, like I always give my driver's license story. It was like fill out the form, click, and I have my record right away. Pennsylvania, I had to mail things back and forth forever. New York kind of fell in the middle. So here, Joel Salatin, he is a farmer and it's just, he is uh, Christian based, you know, speaks in that language, he has Bible verses in here and so on and so forth, but he's basically called, he's like the shadow, like he, he's, he literally is this, like he's Christian, but he is calling out his own people and saying like, hey, like y'all are actually not following what the Bible has told us to do because we are not in agreement with this land right here at all. And here, let me go ahead and show you how to get into agreement. And this is a story. He even gives um, tours with his farms and so on and so forth. So I'll just read the back of the cover in case you're interested. Marvelous pigness of pigs. Respected and successful Christian ecological farm, family farmer Joel Salatin knows that every living organism has a God-given uniqueness to its life that must be honored and respected. God intended for us to respect and care for his gift of creation, not to ravage and mistreat it. Hashtag amen. When huge corporate farms can find pigs in cramped pens, inject them with antibiotics, and feed them with herbicide-saturated food simply to increase profits, they are not respecting them as a creation of God. Salatin shows us the long-overlooked ethics and instructions in the Bible for how to eat, how to shop, and how to think about how we farm and feed in the world. With warmth and with humor, but no less piercing criticism here of the industrial food complex, Salatin brings readers on a fascinating journey of farming food and faith. Readers will not take grace over their plates the same way ever again. I remember seeing him on a documentary, I think Food Inc., like a long time ago. Food Inc. was a documentary that kind of like planted seeds in my my soul to go to law school. So I was on the med school path. I was like, oh, like there's like a legal aspect to this too and just community aspect. So I have not, just disclaimer, I have not read this book. It came upon recommendation. I have not read this book yet, but I do know of him and I followed him like 10 years ago. Um, and I'm just putting this here again into my my pile of things to peruse. So next is, this was in cancer season, what kind of ancestor do you want to be? So like, again, integrating the dark. And I think that this, what kind of ancestor do you want to be is really like, this is an example of this. He's basically saying like, hey, our ancestors came up with all this knowledge in the Bible and they learned a lot of hard lessons and they captured these lessons here. And we should probably pay attention and this is just a more like, I guess, Christian way, because we, ha we have to, we all speak in different tones and languages, and we all come from different backgrounds. Certain speak is more acceptable in certain social, social circles. It's a way I think of identifying people and like who you can connect with. And um, this one takes the tone of like finding common ground in scripture, right? And this one takes the tone of finding ground um, more in like the indigenous woo-woo because perhaps, or like scientific, because perhaps sometimes these people have had hard experiences here. So it doesn't, maybe that's, and for some people, maybe that's where you need to integrate shadow work and find forgiveness so that you can see both of these with equal tone, right? Like I may have a preference for one. And quite frankly, like I have a preference for this. 
Like I just, this is, this is easier for me to understand here. However, when I read something like this, it provides contrast and it challenges this in a way where I can, I don't know, understand it in like a deeper way. So anyway, I don't know if that's, that is what it is. So poems of earth and spirit. So this is just a personal project. I'm just trying to, again, like I talked about modulating language. So when I feel like, okay, Jackie, you spent a lot of time in a very Aries type environment. <laughs> when you think about Teach for America, a lot of my language patterns, because I spoke so often when I was a teacher and all these presentations, all these things, a lot of my language patterns come from that experience, which was very like Mars and Aries activist type of experience. And that becomes a part of me. And then also doing that in Texas in the city, it's very, and also law school, like, <laughs> but then doing moot court and things in Texas, I, it's very, it's very activist, right? So thinking about like, okay, like I want to soften my language in certain ways. This is part of my reading because it helps the mind, helps to like change, shift, like the tone of the vocabulary to where I want it to be. And then this Church of the Wild. So again, this is very similar. Like you have the solar energy, you have the solar worship, you have the sun worship, the, the young, the Christian, you know, that sort of background, but then challenging it by inviting the shadow into the experience. And here it's inviting nature as a way to, um, to reimagine churches and to reimagine Christianity. I'm just going to go down the books here. Some of these, they might just be here because it's just cleaning up and putting it, but whatever, I'll make a connection here. So this is called the way of the rose. Oh, so here again, once again, okay, you have the sun and you have the shadow. So here, this is about Catholicism and the rosary, but the radical path of the divine feminine hidden in the rosary. So trying to introduce the shadow, the pentagram, but maybe finding some conflict because it's maybe not necessarily what is being in taught in the church on Sunday mornings. Definitely, definitely not in my church. It's past Sunday. Hashtag long story. Hashtag for another time. But sometimes I'm like, oh my God, this is why I'm not here. This is why I prefer to stay outside. Um, but the way of the rose, this is really, I've actually read some of this. I really enjoy this. Um, she basically took the rosary and reimagined it for a new time. Okay. Braiding sweetgrass, indigenous wisdom, scientific knowledge, and teaching of plants. Okay, so here, this is indigenous first, but then also tying in with the scientific. So again, you see like that balance of like sun and then introducing shadow. Um, how are we integrating these two? This is more like a cancer book, but there's one thing in here that I wanted to add. Um, the Three Sisters or Leo Season. And then I really enjoy this book. Um, have a very similar idea. So I don't know who this is, but Samantha Garcia, yes. I feel like we could be, be for the same soul family, but regenerative business, how to align your business with nature for more abundance, fulfillment, and impact. So here, business, think about Grant Cardone, right? Grant Cardone's very, he actually is Aries son. So, or he's actually born on like the Pisces Aries cusp, which is very interesting because when you hear him speak, he has like really strong intuition. I mean, this is why he's a billionaire because he has strong intuition about the land um, but he's also Aries son. He definitely makes it happen. But sometimes Aries, like I have Mars and Aries. And it's just like, sometimes Aries can be too much, too severe. Like it's like um, Brand of Tarth or whatever her name was in Game of Thrones. It's like too much, too much. We bring it down. 
So regenerative business, um, yeah, you have the business, but you also have shadow with regenerative aspect of it. And then when I look at these, these are for Gemini season. This is I for my other. I'm editing my book and um I would I'm reworking like different chapters based on like kind of my integration of my own shadow, right? And I have four books here that are about communication, but uh communication I strictly have in Gemini season. And then I know Virgo is like double mercury, like Gemini to me is. I don't know, Gemini is, I'm Chiron's in Gemini. I have like a weird relationship with Gemini. I have like interesting relationships in my life with Gemini signs. And it's just like, so I just stick communication there. Uh, however, um, for Virgo, I do think that when I think about Virgo, it's more like earthy Mercury, where Gemini is air Mercury. So you have the air communication, the sound waves Mercury. So communication Gemini season. But Virgo to me is like communication, sometimes like very intuitive, but like you have that 10 of pentacles, like you're just connected with the earth, like all parts of the earth. And um, yes, and I see it more Virgo, more connected with Leo and the thing, the topics that I brought up anyway. Okay. So I believe that's, that's that feels right for today. Um, Leo season, and then I'll start down, I guess, with the books that I introduced, I'm just going to start down that list and they may become reordered i think i'll keep the whole like go with the flow um i have very like very scaffolded planning scaffolding means like it's very broad like i just i have piles of books and i kind of move them around and it's like okay like i think and that's my that's my outline like okay these are for this week this is for this week and i just move them around kind of like to, uh, the, the cards right you just move them around till it feels right um but yeah, I think I'll just start going down those for Leo season. I thank you all for tuning in. And if you're an individual, and I know there's people who said this before, like if you're an individual who are like, oh my goodness, she didn't publish on Friday, um, I'm going to do my best to do that, do that ahead of time or to like put a placeholder there, even if it's just like one minute saying like, hey, like this is break day or I'm taking a mental health day or just kind of like what I did for the 4th of July, maybe put like a reflection or like something where I don't have to like really think about it. I'll just read a reflection that calls for me kind of like, this is exactly like having, um, being a teacher, like having, uh, when you have substitute days, like you just have an easier lesson plan, um, a worksheet or some like fun activity, or you always have something <laughs> that moves the needle, but maybe not that much. Anyway, that's all I have. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful start to the week. Thanks. See you next time. Bye.